coming up in this episode. We know where we want to go, but we also know we don't know everything. And that's probably our users know better than us what they want. And I yeah. guess that's accepting the fact that we don't know everything and we we can be wrong and we can have better ideas coming from the community as well. Basically, so when I started streaming in 2020, I thought it would be just a nice, fun thing to do. But actually, first, everything around streaming is pushing you to watch out like for numbers, for growth, for everything. Like it's, It shouldn't just be a hobby for them. It's more like you have to force you this goal where if you don't have engagement, if you don't have people to talk with during your stream, you're kind of failing. And so I was kind of feeling this kind of heavily. And so mm -hmm. I just call him and say like, okay, you know way better than me, so can you just help me around and we'll try to see how it works. And what Nico did is just like, he jumped on my stream every time and was streaming and just chat with me and the viewers that were coming along while I was, I was streaming. And just by doing that, which seems like just a simple element, it basically unlocked everything. Whatever it is, the, re the type of content I think people are putting out there, the reason why people generally like to consume streamed content is because of connection. Yeah. And feeling like you're part of a community. Maybe there's a shared interest like the saxophone or video games or whatever. If that, if the human element is pulled out, then that entire exchange feels very redun reductive. The Founders Unplugged podcast, hosted by Greg McCallum. Raw, uncensored conversations with startup founders. <laughs> yeah. so, so, guys, it's great to have you on, finally. Um, yeah, we've been talking about doing this for a long time. So, um, And I know you're both really busy, so I really, really appreciate you giving me the time today. Um, so there isn't, like I said to you before, there isn't a huge amount of structure in this. We've no already worries. recorded, we're already talking. Um, but there is one thing that I like to do in the beginning, and that's just have my guests introduce themselves and a bit about the business. And you can literally talk for as long or as little as you both like. It's There's no time limit. Don't feel you're talking too much. Just, you know, your story is your story, right? So, yeah, or it can be one sentence. It's up to you. But um, so, yeah, I'll hand it over to you both. And, uh, yeah, take it away. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first, Nico, or...? Yeah, you start. Unusual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Throw okay. you right under the bus immediately. Yeah, yeah it's, it, you always do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm Matthew. Um, so I'm a software, or I've been a software engineer for for about 12 years now. Uh, got like a fairly hectic uh, scholarship, but it was really interesting. I've been um, doing my basically university while working at the same time in different companies. Uh, they helped me to go through like all the all those years and I learned a lot during that time. So I'm just going to shut down my uh, notification. Otherwise you're going to hear it. Um, and so, yeah, I've mainly worked for small company startups uh, from uh, seed round to series uh, A, B. Uh, at that time, I've been trying to build a lot of different side projects uh, over the different years. And also, I'm a musician, as you can most probably see it in the background. Uh, even though as a keyboard is not really my main instrument, I'm playing guitar and saxophone uh, mainly. And so I've been streaming that on Twitch for the past uh, three years uh, regularly. Uh, just taking requests and jamming along, and that kind of uh, where the main idea of what we do came up uh, came uh, came with it, I would say. And uh, Nico, who is here, uh, basically was my moderator and mentor when I was on Twitch. And when he wanted to step take a step back, uh, I basically built a replacement for him, which is an AI. 
Alicia, and so that's what the uh, what our business is about. Wow, that was one long sentence. <laughs> it was one long sentence. <laughs> There's no limit. Yeah. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm Nicholas. I also am originally a software engineer uh, for maybe past eight years. Very similar profile. We met in uni where we were following similar studies. And uh, yeah, I've been doing like software, software engineering, or being like more of a in the engineering leadership uh, in similar startups. Um, I've had a very hectic life <laughs> in some ways. Uh, I've been like a high-level tennis player for years. Where I was All like right. one of the very promising new French players for a couple of years, and then oh. well. I stopped, <laughs> and yeah, and, I've, and as Matthew said, I explored streaming very early. Even when Twitch was early, I realized recently that my Twitch account is twelve years old. Oh wow! <laughs> so I think You're I not. joined right after they became Twitch because they were like just in TV before. Mm. And yeah, like I've been, I started streaming in twenty fourteen, and I've been like streaming games i've been streaming tournaments i played i've been streaming testing tournaments as well so it's done a lot of stuff and then yeah I, I guess i was doing all those things on the side and i was doing having my day job and so having this kind of way of merging the stuff i was doing on the side with my day job was quite nice even though i enjoy less and less watching twitch nowadays <laughs> oh really <laughs> that's interesting well, too much <laughs> Well, is it all because of, look, I've got a million questions and this is the one, the first one that's going to come out and it's not that interesting, but is it just because of like, because I, I used to watch a lot of Twitch too and then I stopped and that was mainly because I just found that a lot of the, the streamers were just the same, right? Like there, ah. There's no real personality. It's become very homogenized. Do you find the same sort of thing or is that just me? Uh, I think it most probably depend at which level, uh, because yeah. all the one that kind of went professional at least you the way to become professional they tend to kind of align with what would be working the most but the type of streamers that we have in the community are a bit more diverse so we can see like really a lot of different things and i think it's still still quite interesting the main problem that i i at least i have is that uh, we are watching a lot of small bits so we don't have the same type of connections that you might have if you start liking one streamer yeah. so you're coming back etc we're just like because someone you just sign up and so we want to make sure that everything is going well we jump on that channel which you kind of check we, we see in the background and we try to see if everything is going well and then we jump to another one etc and so it kind of break this connection that you would usually look for when you start watching uh, a, a new channel on twitch yeah like a long-term commitment sort of thing <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you guys are, you guys are just having small affairs yeah uh <laughs> but so, sorry nicholas i asked the question while you were you were sort of doing yeah no it's, so, so it's, please, please continue if you i guess for me it's really the part that it's stopped being a hobby and it became a job i mean right. i'm happy to say my job is watching twitch streams <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could be worse <laughs> But then, yeah, it's, I'm not watching things because I want to watch them. I'm kind of watching because I have to. Even though, again, we have like very cool streamers and I have some streams. I have to watch them, but you don't need to ask. I'm, uh, the stream is already open. Yeah. It's more, yeah, it's... Sometimes I would like to do other things, but yeah, here I am watching 20 streams at the same time. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, He's... and then... So, sorry, sorry, go ahead. 
I, I, it's just a, a fun joke that we have. Uh, we call him the um, control tower. So he's yeah. basically having like 20 streams and just looking if everything is going well at the same time, which is quite fun. And also I'm, reassuring at the same time. I'm, so. I'm imagining like 20 screens you have behind, but we can't see it because we're just on one, but I'm imagining that's what it's like. Is that like in the matrix? You know, so, in... Even not. I wish, but it, I have just the, Mac, the screen of my Mac. So oh, okay. it's like really? one that's screen. Really? 20 streams on that? Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just developed that skills over time. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think maybe when you get some, like, when you move to the next stage, maybe maybe buy Nicholas another screen, you know? Just uh, at least one. <laughs> it's on the list. Yeah. Keep telling him, like, you need another screen. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining you, like, to, to as a joke, sending him, like, a tiny little thing like that big or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so um, the, the, the platform. You know the, the you know you you guys touched on it a little bit, but but what is it ultimately? What is it? I know already, obviously, but you know for for those listening and watching, what is it exactly that the platform is and does? Yeah, uh, so I think to explain it better, it's more about what happened when Nico helped me. Mm. It's uh, it's basically so when I started streaming in 2020, um, it's uh, I thought so it would be just a nice fun thing to do, but actually. First, everything around streaming is pushing you to watch out, like for numbers, for growth, for everything. Like it's, it shouldn't just be a hobby for them. It's more like you have to pursue this goal. Mm. Where if you don't have engagement, if you don't have people to talk with during your stream, you're kind of failing. And so I was kind of feeling this kind of heavily. And so mm. I just call him and say, like, okay, you know way better than me. So can you just help me around and we'll try to see how it works. And what Nico did is just like he jumped on my stream every time and was streaming and just chat with me and the viewers that were coming along while I was I was streaming. And just by doing that, which seems like just a simple element. It basically unlocked everything. People were staying longer. They were having more chats. I had more energy while I was streaming because you you know you will have someone who is going to respond to you if you say something, which is mm -hmm. not usually the case when you start streaming. And so having this kind of back and forth and having this dynamic in chat really like unlock everything for me. And I, I was able to start building up a, a community about what I was doing. And so having some people coming regularly and so you kind of create links. And so it helped everything, having more people connecting with networks. So helping all those streamers to know about my stream and so they were writing me at the time and helping grow but in more like sustainable way. And when basically he wanted to take a step back because I was streaming a bit, uh, let's say three times a week for, for two or three hours, was a bit of like a lot of commitment. Uh, the idea was, okay, but maybe can we just do that, but with an AI? And looking at the technologies that we had available at that time, so in 2022 in July, uh, so last year, it was actually possible to replicate what's, what Nicolas was doing directly in the chat by making sure that the AI was able to interact with multiple person at the same time and also with a streamer through different ways to understand the audio. And so Alicia is basically kind of having your friend in the chat who's going to join every time you stream and she's going to interact with you and your viewers to keep like the chat engaged and having this form of kind of safety nets whenever you're streaming you know that Alicia is going to be there. I'll just share it on the screen as well so people can see. So novasquare.io is where people can go, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And I would say the big difference between Alicia and Nico is that Alicia is actually customizable, which Nico is not. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so Alicia is not as stubborn. 
Yeah, what, is, yeah, what, exactly. is what basically you're saying. Is what, that's what you said. I didn't say that. That's what you said. <laughs> you, just you, can, you can make her stubborn. For example, one of the features that we added recently is the fact that you can use commands. So if you see like my uh, my background, like I can change the lines uh, through different commands in my chat. And I so we basically gave her the ability to use this type of commands. But depending on the personalities that you give to Alicia, she will or will not use them. Like I will be in stream and say, hey, Alicia, can you change the lights to blue? And she'll say, oh, maybe you can just do it yourself. And just <laughs> a few messages later, she's going to change it to red and say, happy now? And I'm like, OK. <laughs> so you basically gave her an attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she has a very strong attitude. Wow. It really, okay. again, it depends on what you want as a streamer. But I like yeah. the grumpiness, the sarcastic kind of vibes. So yeah. it works well in my stream. But there is other people who prefer it, like very supportive, where she's going to do everything that they ask. But we're kind of going in a way where she has her mind, her like her own mind on that, and decide mm. whether or not she wants to do things. So it can pretty cool. Well, I mean, it, it adds the element, I suppose, which is so important in community building, which is the injection of personality, because you can't really, you know, if if it was if it was just a bot, just another bot, which because I, I know there are already bots that exist for yeah. for these sort of platforms, then it's just not going to engage people in the same way. I mean, like you said, from the very early stages of your stream. If it if if Nico joining was useful because it was getting people to stick around and engaging in chats, then presumably that was because of both your personality and Nico's personality in that. If it was just, hey guys, what do you eat for breakfast? You know, it would be a bit like, you know, okay, this is a bit boring. Let's go somewhere else, kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah it makes sense. It's a dynamic. <laughs> uh, it's a dynamic between like the co-animation or the, the the companion that you will have in your chat that's going to make it work. So. Mm. That's yeah, well, I mean, it's super interesting. So you said earlier, just before Nico joined, that you've got, um, you know, you've had a, another great day of, of people joining up. So tell tell us about where you're at with it. Um, you know, what that's training. But when did you when did it start again? Last year, you said you, you yeah you, you were building it, but it launched fairly recently, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So the MVP, I would say, was uh, August 2022. Right. Uh, end of August 2022, we had like a first streamer who requested to try on their chats, trying it, which was which was a literal disaster. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> Why was it a disaster? What happened? So it's basically on Twitch you have emotes. You you know mm. like it's it's a word that's going to be replaced by something nice in chats, which we didn't really plan well because it was not uh, using that type of thing on my channel, and it has been built for my channel. So when it happened live, uh, she literally lost it. Like Alicia was just all over the place, not understanding what what was happening in chat, and so it was a mess. <laughs> and so we had to kind of shut her down during the stream and say, like, okay, <laughs> sorry, we'll just take it back and we'll mm -hmm. rework that. We we got we got around there uh, eventually, but it's uh, yeah, it was one of the first try we did. And mm. after working with Nico for a few uh, weeks, uh, even month, we got the first alpha in mid-December 2022. Yeah. We got a lot of different uh, streamers coming along from different uh, different communities as well, because I'm from the music community, but on Twitch is not the main one. So we kind of got the feedback from different communities as well. Mm. And uh, from there, we launched the beta 1st of March. And... Yeah got a uh, first paying customer in the same week. 
And then we were like, we were having more and more people joining the Discord, so our community, plus uh, some people like getting the subscription as well, giving us feedback. I mean, at that time, it was really impressive for us to get that many customers coming on the platform because the platform was just <laughs> a literal joke. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think we, we have a fun story around these first customers. Uh, we, we had a, a streamer that was alpha testing the product for us. Mm. And like you had many people that were watching us from there and like, oh, it looks nice. And so one guy said, yeah, it looks nice. You know what? I'm, I'm going to subscribe. And so we were, well, we were happy to launch uh, our, our product officially and to start trying to see if the people would buy it. And so someone buys it and like, Okay, well, we're very happy, but we feel kind of scared because will it work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The platform the was very unstable because it was very early stage. Yeah. And so what we would do, because of course it was a US customer, so <laughs> very unfriendly time zone for the UK. Yeah. I would put my alarm at 2 a.m. and go watch a stream from 2 to 4, go back to sleep and then wake up at 8 for my normal job. To make sure that once she would join the stream when it started, yeah. because we're not sure it would happen. <laughs> and then look at the interaction to see, is it going well? And I must say the first couple of times, it was not working super well. <laughs> I was feeling really upset to wake up at 2 a.m. to see our product not working well. But this person <laughs> is still with us today. So I guess really? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. <laughs> but I mean, I suppose that's the thing. Like, that's the thing people don't tell you, right? About about software startups is is the first sale. While you always remember it, um, it is the most stressful thing because you're like, I'm not sure if I want them to pay for this. Like, the expectation's too high. Yeah. But the thing is, if they, as long as they're really that there's transparency and they understand it's new, it's a work in progress. Like, and everyone's on the same page. People can be very forgiving. Yeah, you know, because they're the early adopters. They they're forward thinking. They're thinking, okay, it might not work perfectly now, but when it does, I'm going to have the edge, and it solves a problem for me. So, yeah, you've just got to have faith, haven't you? But it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit difficult, isn't it? What was interesting with that uh, with with him is is that we actually tried multiple times to talk to him, but he right. doesn't want to talk. Oh, really? So we went on his stream, so we know like if it did work or not work. Yeah. Or so we sent some messages saying like, "Hey, we saw like last time it didn't like really go well. Do you do you have any feedback? Do you want us to to do different things? If there is like anything we can do to help, that's fine. No, that's okay. And I'm like, no, yeah, so no, it was fun. So like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it was fun then. <laughs> it is. It is still the same thing today. Like they, he doesn't want to talk to us much, so we right. we, we stop sending messages because it's just like okay, if it's weird, it. yeah, yeah. You still use it, so that's great. Does it? Does it? Um, when it goes wrong, though, do do the streamers tend to make fun of it to sort of make it a bit of a thing? So, or do they acknowledge it usually, or do they just ignore it? So it depends what uh, goes wrong. Like right. If, for example, she doesn't join. It's it's a bit annoying. nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If it's misunderstanding or mishearding what the streamer said, usually uh, they make fun of it, and it's kind of become something uh, like someone because the problem with the uh, understanding what is being said in the audio that some words specifically on Twitch and the usernames doesn't match well. So mm -hmm. a guy named King Dan Breaker uh, made a donation to the streamer. 
during the stream. And so the streamer said, oh, thank you, Kingdom Breaker, for the, uh, for, for the donation. And she understood hamburger. Right. And so she sent a message in chat saying, like, hey, uh, thank you, Hamburger, for, for the donation. You're very generous and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And also, the guy is still like, they're still laughing about it. And it happened, I don't know, five months ago. Yeah. So, like, the guy is named Hamburger now. It's so, like an inside joke. But I mean, that's the thing. It, it becomes content when it's, yeah. when it's like exactly, that, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Brilliant, but I like this idea as well that it just might not show up. Like just just feeling a bit tired today, can't be bothered to come to work, kind of thing. Like just, you know, or show yeah, up think... late. Like I'm sorry, I'm late, guys. I was out <laughs> drinking last night. You know, yeah, in the same spirit because it's you know still for the same person. I sort of first customer, so goes in the stream, it's going well, and then after one hour and a half out of the like three hour stream, she says, Alicia says. Yeah, well, it was nice, but it's time for me to go. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean, bye bye?" <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? You do what you're told. <laughs> and the streamer also was like, "I don't understand what's going on." <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So, I mean, these these things add humor, I suppose, to it. But but yeah, you learn from them and and, and go. So so do you find? I mean, this is I imagine most of this was happening very early on. Is it is it? I'm assuming a lot more stable now. You don't really have these sort of things happening yeah. now, right? Just because yeah. I'm just thinking, everyone listening right now might just think, oh my god, this thing sounds like it's broken. <laughs> I'm not gonna, but this this is we're talking about earlier on in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, about like six seven months ago. So right. one of the main thing we did uh, coming close to July. So specifically, we moved full time. Which helped a lot to build the, to build yeah, the actual product. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah we're working. We we moved to part time uh, to have some extra days yeah. aside from the weekend uh, to work on, on Alicia. But yeah, May in May we, we moved to be full time. So it mm. was yeah, it was That's different. <laughs> and 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 what were your full time jobs at the time? Both 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 doing software engineering at the time. Yeah, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, and, where where was that? If you don't mind saying, which companies? What what kind of projects were you working on? What were you guys doing? So, I I think so. One of the things is we used to be working together in the same team just before, uh, okay. before I started the project uh, uh, in twenty twenty two. We were at Unibody, which is a tech company, and so I was a um, technical platform leader, mm. and so we had the platform team. And so when I left, uh, Nico jumped on there, uh, like on the on the, um, like to replace me, basically. Right, I've, right. I've done that with the AI, so he did it himself. <laughs> That's what it is. And I was, uh, I was working as the um, lead platform engineer for a, a startup called Pensite, uh, mm. which is um, say it's a platform for um, not content creators, sorry, but for service provider, personal service provider that help right. them to sell their product directly online. Oh, okay, very cool. And so you stepped into those shoes for a bit, Nicholas, before. Uh, before yeah, for uh, for almost a year. I mean, it was it was nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we missed the part of working together, and so it was cool yeah. to have that again. Uh, yeah. When we decided to launch uh, Alicia, so yeah, it's yeah, it was quite quite a change for us as well to go full time like that for the project because we were we were always joking of uh, trying to start things. And to create project, and I know I've participated in a couple of the, you. the tries uh, <laughs> that Matthew, that the, the different project he tried to launch over the years, and it kind of it never worked. I mean, it's I guess it's the 
learnings, not the failure, mm. the learnings before it works. Yeah. And so I guess it really started to be uncharted territory once we had one customer because it was the first time for both of us that we had someone paying for what we were building. Mm. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a different sign, isn't it? That's a sign that okay, this is very different from the other other uh, projects or hobbies or whatever we were doing before. This is yeah, this is taking a, a different turn. So so how did you know when it was the right time to start moving into it full time? I mean, you know, there's a lot of things to consider there, right? I mean, a lot and a lot of founders I speak with are, you know, doing their you know it's a side hustle it's it's there it's the thing that they're doing on the side that they want to eventually do full-time but that's always a big question like how do you know when it's right is it purely down to money um or are there other factors that you you guys considered before making that decision so i i think if it, if it was purely done to money uh, we would still be working right. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough that's one thing um yeah. no i think the the main element is the so we were we were starting to see uh, a big like enthusiasm from the community. Like people were starting to talk about us. Uh, we started to see this organic growth building up. Uh, the community started to be a bit more vibrant, like exchanging different things on Discord. And so we could see that people were really looking forward to see more elements. And as we were getting bigger on the community side, we started to have more paying customers, which mean also more uh, services like customer services that we needed to, to do during that time, fixing bugs when that happened. Mm. And we had the vision of uh, going for the uh, TwitchCon Paris, which was kind of a big decision because first, it's, it's not cheap to, mm. to go there. And uh, also that we were um, kind of expecting that that would be most probably the first Pilar to start uh, a bigger growth or at least uh, um, making sure that people were aware of that product. Yeah. So Our, you, had, you had an exhibit there, right? You didn't just attend to, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, the main problem we had is that mm, before, um, yeah, I would say before 2023, no one was ever thinking about having this kind of thing in chats. Mm. Uh, it didn't exist before, so when we started, like people couldn't understand what it was doing. We had a hard time to explain it to people, so we were more inclined to say, "Just try it out, and you'll see how it works." Mm. Um, now it starts to be a bit easier for us to kind of explain how it is, and and people already expect this type of elements in their chat. We still see a lot of people against AI as well, where basically the just don't want to see that in chat because mm. just hate AIs and so it's it's just going completely sideways every time they they encounter one in a, in a chat. So we knew that it's interesting that there's already prejudice against uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it it is actually bigger than I thought. Like mm. we we already thought that we would have few occurrence of that, but as soon as you have a community or a streamer which has more than let's say twenty viewers. At least you can be sure there is one in there who is not happy about AI, mm. and it it helps to kind of explain. So usually the streamers that both sign up for Alicia and have this type of people in the in the chat will have the right words to kind of explain how it works. And we also have the option for for the streamer to exclude this uh, user from Alicia's view, so she's not going to interact with them. And for right. we just suggest like you you can just block the user as you would for any other user in Twitch. And so you won't see her messages. And, mm. and that's that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but what's, what is it they don't like about it? Is it just that it just, 
they yeah, so artificial. They, they, yeah. they, I think there is a bit of fear because there yeah. is kind of imaginary of AI from like some movies where it's the mm. this kind of things that can go sideways and become terrible. Right. Maybe there are some people there is kind of fear that these AI are coming to replace people, and mm. so they're not very happy with it. Or like take their data or something like that, maybe. Yeah, or take the jobs, or mm. uh, and now they're like invading their hobbies. So mm. they're giving this kind of, oh, I can recognize it's an AI, and so it's annoying. Even yeah. though, yeah, yeah. Of course, we recognize AIs. It's just some people take longer to recognize yeah. this as an AI. So we have like so many occurrences of people chatting with us for like thirty minutes and then saying, "Oh, by the way." Are you real or an AI? Because <laughs> sometimes your answers are confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, interesting. So, so just to sort of take a step back for a minute, then it was originally created for the reason you mentioned, right? You needed that. Um, you, you thought about that assistance in starting to build that community. So, but that's that's one use case. But presumably, Alicia can help with all Twitch streamers, right? This isn't just for those just starting out to help building a community. So this is this is someone who's actively participating in the chat on behalf of the streamer, regardless of the size of the streamer. So typically, let's say a bigger streamer, what kind of interactions are they generally doing? Because if, you know, generally a streamer will be talking with the community as they go. So what is the need of having someone else in the chat? I mean, I'm asking this prominently, while I kind of understand that, I imagine there's a lot of people who are listening and watching that don't understand Twitch and, you know, they're not too familiar with, yeah. with the, the, they're familiar with the idea of streaming, but not maybe to that level. So what's the benefits of a streamer also having someone engaging in the chat if they're already engaging with the chat verbally or, or while they're, you know, doing whatever it is they're doing, playing a game, etc. Yeah. So first, I think there is different tier if you want so right. there is there is a part where for us we see like the big uh, the biggest um addition is when you will be between zero or one two hundred viewers and that is going to help you have more engagement and chance of more people talking specifically when you do something else if there right. is interaction from the streamer the alicia is also going to interact with the streamer so the conversation is going to be just additionally with more messages and so they can basically react or spark new conversation because sometimes alicia is just going to suggest different things or or bounce back to a different subject then kind of help to keep the conversation going and make sure that even the streamer will not uh like um get uh, how to say that but uh, uh not having enough things to say kind of right, it's right. to spark this new conversation when you go above uh, 100 200 300 viewers Usually, you have already a very active chat, at least for most uh, most streamers from this size. And what we realize is there is uh, streamers that will be actively reading the chats and others that will basically be focusing more on what, what they are doing and just speaking few messages, not interacting with everyone. So during like if they pick just few messages, uh, Alicia is going to be there to interact with the messages that hasn't been picked up. And so it keeps those people still in interested in the chat and so they will still send messages even if it's with alicia or to the viewers to other viewers sorry or to to the streamer so it mm. keeps things going when uh when you go above that like let's say thousand two thousand that's basically where for us alicia is it's just going to be a fun path 
it's people will mess around with her it's going to be sending word messages and it's going to be just a fun a source of fun for the viewers in chats and mm. usually the streamer won't be even able to read all the messages that has been sent during that time mm. so it's more for the viewers to keep the chat interactive and so people can uh still kind of mess around during that time the the way we see that in the future is also how we can help a streamer partner to basically support them while they are doing branding content so yeah. let's say for example they're selling uh, uh or not selling but they, they do a partnership with let's say a camera and so there is different feature about it there is um, a specification and all of this and so they will be talking about it at first but during the chat you might have viewers coming in coming out like just changing so they won't have every information as a streamer just said it and it would be nice to basically have someone in chat like alicia to have all this information being able to spot the the different questions and answer it directly in chat so they won't need to be focusing that much to make sure that all the information from the brand will be dispensed in in the chat at that time mm. okay and and <clears throat> does it perform any kind of moderations as well or anything or is that is that more of an idea for later on because of you know that i know a lot of Twitch streamers do have moderators in their chat and people that they hire in their staff so is, is that also another element of it or not quite yet not yet but it is definitely down the line uh, we started to look into it and how to do that the main problem with moderation is depending on the uh, on the community on the streamer on the usual vibes of the stream it is hard to say if someone something has been said uh, some things that has been said is harmful or not right so you need to have some insights so currently we're more looking into uh, having the ability for alicia to time out which is a different element than ban when you ban mm -hmm. someone is banned from the channel for quite a long time time out is like hey calm down just uh, so, go and sit on the naughty step kind of yeah, thing yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah and also i mean there's been enough um stuff going on I mean, I suppose not for a little while, I haven't heard anything, but I know earlier in the year, and especially last year, there was a lot of controversy around Twitch introducing some elements of AI already, from what I can understand, banning certain words in certain chat and all this, which caused a lot of controversy, from my understanding. Um, yep. Yeah, is, has that created another sort of perception of what you do, just feeling like another layer on top of... But for those that you mentioned that were like a bit skeptical or not too happy about it, is it? Do you think maybe that's part of it? Is it's kind of they're already feeling a little bit policed by Twitch itself, um, clamping down on these things, and now another layer, right? Mm, I don't. I don't think they see the link between the between the two. Right. Is the the, the way that Twitch did this uh, this moderation is it's called the unless I'm wrong, Nico. So if you if you know better, but it's the uh, the shield, right? Is the shield yeah. mod? Shield. Okay. This is like you have different levels where you can define as a streamer. So it's all all of this is controlled by the streamer. So mm. people were not happy if it was enforced, like saying you Twitch would say you have to get it at the level two, otherwise we won't be recommended your channel or anything. But I don't think that the case now, uh, Nico. I haven't used that. I mean, I, was, I probably disabled it <laughs> for my channel. I said, yeah, mm. anyone can say whatever. I'll do the job of banning them myself if I want to. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because uh, so. yeah, I remember it got got into some of the YouTubers I watched were talking about it and moaning about it and <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying it was contributing to the demise of Twitch. Because it has gone under fire quite a lot in the last couple of years, Twitch, as yeah. a platform, hasn't it, for making yeah. some decisions that, that has upset the community pretty 
pretty broadly. Does that worry you in any way? Like just to sort of you know play the play uh, the the what's the word I'm looking for to poke the bear a little bit here, right? You're building a platform specifically for Twitch, and it is a platform that we've seen that's come under fire a lot recently. Does that worry you at all with the direction of the company? Are you are you thinking okay, well maybe we need to diversify into other you know streaming platforms just in case? <laughs> so that's that was a conversation we had. Uh, I think most probably six months ago about how right. this will be built uh, Alicia. And the, the main element is what makes Alicia is not Twitch. Right. It's the way we process just basically input messages or not. So everything is defined to be able to be plugged out from Twitch to other platform. We haven't done it yet because, again, for us would be a lot of time to build it for another platform. But mm -hmm. it is something that's entirely doable and that wouldn't change the way that Alicia is working. It is because uh, if you take YouTube Live, Pick, uh, which is one of the uh, main competitor now, at least the uh, most visible, uh, mm. if you want, um, they all use the same principle. Like you have one live stream, which is using one of the tools that are provided by the open source community with OBS, for example. Um, and, and you will have the chat element, which has events and messages. And all of these elements, if you can plug them in what we, what we built, it's just going to work as as well as it is currently working for Twitch. And also the main vision for us is to be able to expand outside of this phase of life for a content creator, where you will have the online presence, which is on Twitch, YouTube, or um, or Kick in, through the live stream. But for us is to be able to support them throughout where you have this live element, but you also have the offline, which is a community management. And then you have the acquisition part, which is for the users to, yeah. have, to have like more viewers. The main idea is currently most of the discords where the community management happens for those content creators are kind of dead or deadish. And the main idea is to make sure that Alisha can also help them to activate their community and make sure that everyone kind of bounce together directly, uh, directly there. So we know mm -hmm. that. Which is one element. We have to start somewhere anyway. We know how they work. We have split the way we work to make sure that what we use from Twitch is not tied to our IP. And uh, we have the uh, idea on expanding to different platforms, which are not live streaming platform. Oh, okay. So like, like, like what then? Like Discord. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because of anywhere where there's a community talking, then it, it applies, right? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and that would be uh, an additional uh, service to a streamer because most of them have a Discord uh, server anyway. So then that yeah. would make sense as like a yeah an additional tool for them to use. So what kind of um, what kind of streamers do you mainly have using the platform at the moment? Well, that's uh, yeah, it's, it's I guess very, it's it's very diverse. Yeah, yeah, I guess the way it works for us is usually you go through waves of yep. communities discovering us. Right. So okay. at first, so Matthew was very, or it was in the music community. So mm -hmm. our first wave of users is mostly music community or people, streamers watching music streamers. Right. And so we had this kind of first wave of where we had mostly music streamers. And then we had a couple of video game streamers that discovered us. And then with TwitchCon, it really became different because we, we had one IRL streamer, which is basically I have a camera with me and I'm filming whatever I do all the mm. time. <laughs> that asks, hey, can I have it during the during the show? It's and nice. so there were other people that were doing that kind of stream that say, Oh, it looks nice. I want it as, as well. So mm. we started having IRL streamers. 
and they were also from other region or the region of the world so it was like regional communities said, oh it looks interesting and i can try it and then we had the vtubers that started discovering it so it's like the people are streaming with an avatar instead of showing their faces mm. and we started opening to other language so recently we had a swedish streamer that discovered us oh wow and so we started sharing with yeah. Swedish communities and now we start having an influx of swedish streamers yeah. So yeah, it's we're the same with like German uh, or or Spanish uh, or French, of course. So how are you going to know if it's working in those other languages? Are you just hoping? <laughs> we played quite a lot. Now. We spent some time to just look into the chat, like copy pasting everything, <laughs> <laughs> just copy and pasting into Google. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. we, we also like we have um, often. We're very close to the community that's using Alicia, so we have often calls with them. So they gave us uh, basically screenshots or explaining what happened, if they think it was good, if they think it could be better. So we, we just have this exchange where uh, from there we start to improve and asking again all the feedback extra. So. Mm. And they could do all that in the Discord, right? That's where they yeah. give you all the feedback, yeah. 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 So it's so a really ni nice diverse mix by the sound of it then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's quite diverse and it's, it's diverse in size, it's diverse in uh, uh, region, language, content. Yeah. It's We don't have two streamers that are the same. Or maybe yeah. like if there are friends streaming together the same games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But otherwise, but that, it's it's very different. Yeah. But I think that's what appeals to a lot of people about about streaming as a as a as a consumer is because because of that because it's there's such a diverse range of things to to watch ordinarily like i said i'm finding it or i have found it a bit bit the same but but to be fair it's because i only ever chose to watch usually a, a specific type so i was always very interested in gaming and a very and usually a, a handful of the same games and so i was probably doing myself a disservice in that well that's it's usually going to follow the same fucking like you know formula for the most part isn't it you know really um, so yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, so I want to talk about something else really quickly. Your your music, Matthew, and yeah. your your um, tennis playing, Nico. I'm fascinated by both of these things. So um, so you know, music first, and then we'll talk tennis if that's okay. okay. Um, what kind of stuff do you play? Uh, that's very diverse as well. <laughs> okay. So um, I think I started to be very interested into. Uh, uh, Guitar Heroes, which... Uh, okay, yeah. So I don't know if you know, like, John Petrucci, uh, Greg mm -hmm. Howe, stuff like this. So it was a lot of uh, jazz fusion as well. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I'm not... I'm, I'm very far from this type of, uh, of skill, so <laughs> I, I kind of divert uh, <laughs> from there. But I was really interested in uh, progressive uh, music, so metal progressive, rock progressive, um, and... All of this kind of opened to more and more elements. So I, I'm a big fan of funk, of jazz. So it's it's really expanded. And now that I'm playing saxophone, it's like old jazz type mm. of song standards, thing like this that I'm really into. I always but, wanted to learn to play the saxophone. It looks like such a yeah. It looks like it's one of the. I think there was a period, especially in like the '90s, where every man thought if you pick up a saxophone, then every woman would just fall at your feet. Like, <laughs> I think that was the idea, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I think it was like you know TV shows like Baywatch and stuff. The soundtrack was always like a saxophone soundtrack, wasn't it? To these you know old '80s and '90s uh, sexy time TV shows. So I think that's what it was. 
<laughs> and like um and like you know um uh action movies of the 80s and 90s they usually had that as well didn't they like lethal weapon and stuff it was always you know a saxophone when the guy was you know going through a hard time before he killed a load of people like you know that's that's like what it was. <laughs> i think in the 90s it changed to have this guitar very rockish type of riff uh, mm. between scenes or something like this so i know that it was really in the mind of people at least from uh like this generation do you have yeah, guitar, electric guitar was this yeah. very distort, distorted sounds. That was the, gr the grunge rock era, wasn't it? I mean, Nirvana yeah. came up and everything, everything else, and that's when it all kicked off. Yeah. 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 But I, I think I would say still, like, one of my favorite, favorite band right now is still Porcupine Tree, which is okay. um, progressive, but I can't say if it's rock, metal, or <laughs> it just depends on the album, but it's a. Uh, it's a, uh, it's really cool. I mean, if you ever get a chance to to listen to it, it's, I'll uh, check them out. Porcupine Tree. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Porcupine. So, for a bit of background, I used to be heavily into music. I don't think we talked about this before. I can't remember. No. Um, but so I used to play guitar uh, and yeah. drums. Yeah, very very long time ago. I used to be in a band and play lead guitar. That was my thing when I was before you know before I even hit my twenties. That's what I was doing. Um, and we we used to go around and gig and stuff. And then I was involved in the music scene for a very long time. That was the first business I ever started. Was me and a bunch of friends. We put together an open mic night, which sounds you know pretty mundane and nothing special. But we the reason why we created it was because we used to go to open mic nights back home. And if you've ever have you ever been to an open mic? I assume you probably yeah. have, right? Yeah. Um, they can be quite boring, right? <laughs> they, they, they can be a bunch of typically middle-aged men, um, you know, sat in a room. If you are enjoying this episode and want to support the show, please like and subscribe with notifications turned on. And it's usually quite quiet. And there's usually a bunch of people in the same venue who just want to have a fucking drink and they have no interest in the, in the music. Yeah. And you're, you know, and it's just everyone's playing and it's kind of like, it's a bit of a circle jerk. Like everyone's just like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, and it's all very celebrated, but it's very, very small. And it's, and it can be very fun in a lot of, you know, good community, a great place to practice and all that. But there were days where it just felt very clicky. And if you're wanting to come into it as, especially young, because we were all teenagers and we wanted to perform and we had high energy, you felt very cast out. Like this is an old man's club. Like, you know, you know, this isn't for you. And, um, <laughs> Right, and and um, especially because at the time, what I wanted to do on stage was beatboxing. So I would show up to these open mic nights with my guitarist friends who wanted to perform by himself and myself who wanted to beatbox and an MC who I had who wanted to perform with me. And of course, they would say no to us, me and my friend. They'd be like, no, you can't. We don't do beatboxing. It's guitar only kind of thing. So we were like, all right, fuck you guys. So we did our own. <laughs> and we decided for the beatboxing because I needed to practice as much as possible because I was still learning that I would do it in between all of the artists. So I became the host. And so me and my friend became the MC and the beatboxing host to an open mic night. So we did it in the pub. And the next thing we know, within weeks, we ended up filling this entire pub to the point where we had people sat on top of the roof of the pub garden, of the pub, within the pub garden, because it got so popular. Because our rule was anything goes. Anyone can play anything. So we had like a saxophonist. We had uh, just someone, with, a Japanese guy, I always remember, he would just play electric guitar and he'd just shred. And that's all he would do, right? You know, we had poetry and we had us. And, we had, and so because of that, the diversity, it just drew people to it. And that that was this three SM three spirit music the first ever business nice. and then it, and it just expanded so little story I share with you. music I'm you know I'm very passionate about um, 
don't have any involvement with it now, <laughs> but I did. So uh, I, I'm always always interested in talking about it. And I think there's a lot of similarities between being in the startup ecosystem and being in the music industry. Yeah. It, it's very, there's a community aspect, it's scrappy, like everyone's trying to like support each other, like you're learning at home, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're recording yeah. at home. Like there's a lot of similarities there, which I, um, to those communities, which I, I really appreciate. So. So yeah, I just want to share that, that little story with you. <laughs> I think it was a, a kind of lucky element in, at least from where, where I'm from in France, from Bordeaux, mm. um, where that that music community was really strong. And I know mm. it was mainly one or two associations that were building this. So, yeah. And you had a lot of different jam sessions, at least once a month, where you even had a stage and everything and people were there drinking beers and you, mm. it's mainly musician obviously that were coming there uh and some friends from the musician so they weren't just spending the night and listening to what what was happening on stage uh but first it was extremely scary because when you when you do your first kind yeah. of open mic and jam i was not really prepared to be on stage i thought we would be like you know on the ground like <laughs> with everyone and just like <laughs> grabbing a guitar and jamming like you would do with your friend but mm. it was it was still very very nice and and i think it kind of spread out and you had it in different pubs and bars in in bordeaux so i was very surprised when i moved to bayonne which is Two hours down the south of uh, of Bordeaux, uh, really at the um, at the border with Spain, and there nothing, like literally mm -hmm. one place, and it was super tough to even found a place to rehearsal. Yeah, like, uh, it's and I was chatting with people, and you 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 can't get anything. Everyone that I was meeting up, saying like, oh yeah, I learned guitar when I was young, but I stopped because like there is nothing here. I'm like. Mm. What? <laughs> yeah. Move. Go somewhere where there's music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was so weird. So, yeah, I, I get like building it. Uh, and I mean, I feel in, in UK, it's a bit easier, but you correct me if I'm wrong, to organize events in bars and pubs or pubs mainly, because it's more like a public and open space where mm. you can do and, and kind of talk to the people that manage the place where. Yeah. In, I remember having to talk to bars because pubs are not that like that popular yet in France. Uh, and yeah, no, like, it's just uh, is there a way for us to make money. Like, are you going to bring people that will be like, yeah, but if you do too many noise, we don't want it. Or it's, mm. it was way harder to get people on board. Like, they just didn't care. Like, unless yeah. you drink and you drink, you have to drink a lot. Like, they wanted more to, to rent a private venue rather than having an event organized within their venue. Mm. Well, so they didn't even consider it like, oh, it will be entertainment for our current customers or anything. They were just like, no, it has to bring bring more money in. Yeah, don't care. Yeah. The only people that managed to do that in Bionite, they were um, like friends with the owner, like, mm. on the place, which helps, obviously. But <laughs> it's just, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's fairly similar here, or at least it used to be. It's been a long time since I've been involved in that world. But, um, you know, it used to be a lot like that, too, in this in a sense. But but. The, they understood that, okay, so during the week, it's not that busy. So usually, you know, especially a Sunday, a Sunday was a, a, a big one where uh, like a Sunday or a Wednesday were like the quietest nights and still are for most pubs and, and bars. So they'd be like, okay, well, we know we're not going to have anything really going on anyway. So yeah, come in. If you make, if you end up bringing a few extra people, well, then that's better than what it was going to be. So as far as they were concerned, it was like, you're going to help us out some way just by being here and for there to be something on. 
So, and there are some, obviously, you know, there are some pubs, obviously, that they are known for always having some sort of live music on as well. Yeah. Uh, more like the venues, they start sort of crossing the line between pub and music venue. Yeah. But, um, but where I live, though, is is very different. So I, I grew up in Oxford. And as you, I don't know if you know, but, you know, some of the, some of the world's greatest bands have come out of Oxford and musicians come out of Oxford. So, you know, Radiohead, Supergrass, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and, the, and more recently, the Foles, which I, you know, met and used to tour with and uh, Stornoway and a few others. And um, so, you know, huge music scene there, vibrant music scene. Um, but then I moved to Eastbourne. I moved to different places around the UK, but then I settled in Eastbourne. And here there's a huge music scene just down the road in Brighton. But in Eastbourne, um, everyone just goes to Brighton. <laughs> so, and the only music scene here are cover bands. That's it. It's yeah. cover bands and karaoke. And that's all yeah. you find. So there's loads of, of pubs and, and music venues in Eastbourne, um, but they're all covers. There's nothing original. Um, which is fine if you like that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I like that to a point. And then I want to start seeing people being creative in their own stuff. Um, and the problem with with that, with that an area like this is because it's all covers. If you put book, because I used to book bands here as well when I first moved here. If you book original stuff, everyone's like, what is this shit? I, I want to listen to Elvis or I want to listen. You know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah. the local community yeah. just are like, no, no, we, we want to listen to what we know. We don't want to listen to new stuff. So. So it's quite quite difficult. There's a. Do you say you you quite like your heavier sort of stuff as well, Matthew? As well, heavier. Yeah. 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 Like okay. Have you checked? Do you like instrumental only sort of? Yeah. I mean, not. I I like, but I also like when people sing. So of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but <laughs> um. So no. The reason why I ask is, have you heard of a band called Flies Are Spies from Hell? It's a weird name, but nope. Check them out. So you recommended me a band. You check them out. Flies Are Spies I from Hell. I used to listen to them all the time. I don't know if they've put anything out recently, but it's amazing, like progressive, operatic, epic metal slash rock stuff. So check them out. They're really good. Okay. But, uh, Not yeah. It. yeah. But uh, but yeah. So and and then and Nicholas. So um, tennis. I didn't know that. You you kept that a secret um, when yeah. we spoke before. Uh, so what happened there? What, what was the? Tell me about that. Yeah. No. I'm, I I played. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's well, since, since you were young, you 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 got it. Yeah, I was young. I was playing, and I was liking the the game, so I was playing more, and I was getting good. So I started playing more, and yeah, when when I was four, four yeah, fifteen. When I was fifteen, I kind of stopped school to right. play full time. I was like, oh, really, wow. Yeah, I was. I, I had like very good results. I was like French number two or number three of my age, and so yeah, I was having this life where I had like kind of school from eight to ten, mm. and I was training from ten to like five or six. Jeez, wow. so it was pretty intense. Living this full time life, and I, I did that for two years, and then I, yeah, I decided to stop. <laughs> What? So, Why? Why did you decide to stop? Was it just you weren't enjoying it anymore? Yes, I was. I was not enjoying it as much as I wanted, and I realized that maybe there were some aspect of having this life that I maybe would not enjoy as much as I thought. Mm. So yeah, at some point I said yeah, but it was it was quite interesting because it was lots of tournaments, was traveling mostly in France, but it was like. You know, sometimes we'd go to the other part of the France, play tournaments, 
Mm. Uh, or I would have played like some of the big international tournaments in France. So no, it was it was quite interesting. Yeah, one hell of an experience. So I mean, that's really interesting. So both of you have have um, have experienced parts of your life where you, and still with the streaming as well, where you're very com clearly a little bit more comfortable than most people in front of a crowd, right? And that's I find that quite interesting because as an audience, uh, as a founder, that's typically one of the things that people don't have any experience in doing, which I find, and it's and what I typically say, I think you might have been there when we were talking about this um, before. I was talking about this with someone else um, at the event. I can't remember. What I was saying about how one of the things I recommend the most for founders to get comfortable with is public speaking, right? Because right. if you end up doing it a lot, like right now, speaking to investors, speaking to customers, like all these making content online, like all of these things. Do you think, do you feel like that's given you uh, some sort of advantage in retrospect now that you look back at it? Um, having all of, all of this experience. <laughs> I have to sure. because <laughs> where I, I literally screwed up the uh, one minute pitch <laughs> last week. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, look, I said, I said feel more comfortable. I didn't say you'd be yeah. any good at it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I basically, I, I just screwed up the time. And the thing right. is, we, we planned you had something where you kind of had a beginning, a middle and an end. And I stopped in the middle because one minute passed and I was like, Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Well, so, but but were you more comfortable doing it at least? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think I was too stressed, and right. most probably that was the main. I mean, I was stressed, obviously, and I've always been. I I did like seven years of theater, like theater school when I was uh, younger, oh, so really? I always got stressed whenever I was going to be on stage, mm. but that stress usually makes the the experience better in a sense like it never has been a stress where i was like oh i can't do, perform or i can't do anything it was just right. it's this kind of stress that you always have and when you go on stage it becomes something a bit nicer mm -hmm. um and yeah i think actually the main problem with that i started to be to feel a bit too confident and so i slowed down my speech Right, okay. and I made breaks where when we when we made it before and and rehearsed together about the speech. Uh, I was just like kind of going through the pitch and through mm -hmm. what I wanted to say, and when when I did it on the uh, uh, during the events, I said something about streaming and knowing that it would be harder or anything, and I kind of heard some people laughing about what I was saying, and I was like. That's nice. I'm, I'm glad it works. Just kind of like you throw a joke and you get some people. And that kind of bring me down on the speech even more. So right, right. <laughs> yeah. it, you actually got too comfortable, if anything, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, having a time limit is hard. You know, it's very different. And it, of course, it isn't entirely accurate to how you would be performing in front of investors. Like one minute, you, you, you've usually got a lot longer than that. Right. Yeah. But it's, um, it's it, I think the idea of it is really just to get people used to it. To, to trying it out for the first time who've never never even given it a, a try at all before or I, I, never spoken in front of a crowd at all before so it's yeah. useful for that reason i think i, I think it's a, it's a great exercise and to be honest the things that i found the most useful is preparing it like right having to spend time to think about what we want to say what we think is most important to say mm. uh, especially with that time constraint in yeah. mind right to, to think okay how can you condense your entire uh business into under one minute it's a yeah. good exercise like i i quite often will work with clients and do the same sort of thing and i say explain to me your business in one sentence like and work on it as an exercise because that's even more that's going even further but it's yeah. amazing what it makes you 
have to do mentally about thinking about your business, isn't it? It's last time what we're what we're joking about is that we we are actually selling good times. So <laughs> you're what selling good times? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, like, that could be misinterpreted. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like we ensure that streaming stays as a right. good time and enjoy. That's when people are going to think that your your platform works only with Chatterbait or something like that, and they're gonna, they're going to get a very different idea of what yeah. it is. Either. <laughs> well, I mean, when we discuss with investors, we get suggestion to go on OnlyFans. So, right. Uh, yeah, or in the whole industry on in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, you know, all joking aside, it's a huge industry. And and, and 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 you know, streaming isn't just limited to gaming or all the things that we talked about. There's a hugely diverse range. And and yeah, the adult industry is massive for streaming, like yeah. you know, like your your chatterbaits and whatever else. Um, so yeah, there are communities around these things too. So yeah. who knows what the future holds, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, if that's what people want. It's the uh, it's a part where there is there is an element where we want to be sure that we are also well suited to talk about the problem we try to solve. Which I think there is difference where in the porn industry would be something that we would be a bit further away. However, there is mm. options where if we wanted to kind of expand, there is also like infrastructure. Like what we build is not just something related to specific industries as we were uh, discussing like last time uh, there, there is specificity that makes alicia works in this type of environments which mm. can expand to different type of environments obviously but this is also something we can sell even if we don't support officially through our product directly mm. uh, platform but there is stuff that we can actually help at least you to support in that sense yeah and i suppose like would you consider white labeling it to certain platforms as well potentially not yet for sure, but um, in future maybe be an option. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options open for for further down the road. So you never say never, I suppose. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They they all they all. I mean, I would say that, that that these every streamer, regardless of what it is they're streaming, whether it is adult entertainment or gaming or whatever, they all suffer from the same sort of set of problems that you talked about, which is keeping a community engaged and. Um, and finding the time to do it or, or whatever it might be or just starting out right that because that's a huge value add because I, I i played with streaming i think everyone played with streaming at some point in their lives uh you know who's into into like being i'm actually considering starting it again so my, i might have to ask you for some tips um <laughs> but that that's actually for what's behind it which i don't think you can see it's the art. my art yeah i i saw your yeah. video yesterday oh you did yeah, yeah. Cool. You know, everyone says this, right? So, what is it with LinkedIn? No one, no one engages with my content. I liked it. I, <laughs> did you? Oh, okay. Thank yeah, you. Because, <laughs> like, the amount of people I met on Thursday, it's like, sorry, I didn't mean to start shouting at you then. But, like, so thank you. Um, but Nicholas, did you like it? Did you like my post? I don't think I've seen. Okay, this, I'm going to so. remove you from the chat. Uh, <laughs> no, so, so like, uh, the amount of people I saw on Thursday, I'm like, oh, I saw your post, and I was thinking that got like zero fucking likes. Like, what? <laughs> and everyone's telling me they saw it you know like, yeah. okay so it just goes to show vanity metrics are not important it's impressions that count yeah you know but uh but yeah so i am thinking of of, of signing up again and 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 yeah so my point was you know from someone who, who tried it before i i had that exact same thing of just you know who, who are you talking to you're on your own it's a very difficult thing and and, and honestly i i was looking at all of the advice you can find online and everything and nothing nothing actually ever really mentioned what you mentioned you did there which is, you know, maybe to 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 start with your friends and family and and sort of start trying to build a community that way. There was no advice about how to start building a community. It was just, you know, the technical aspects of building a platform uh, 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 of of joining and 
you know, what kind of content people want, sharing content on other platforms. That was yeah. always the recommendation. So, and, and, and just looking at that and just being like, well, how the fuck am I going to find time for that? Like to record it all and edit it all. And, and, you know, so it, it in the end, it just, it became too much. So it, it's so, exactly yeah. the, the problem we have. So we, we do, uh, we do a podcast as well with some, uh, some streamers from the community. So we have this, uh, hour or two hours chat with them and mm. that's always the same debate or, or thing that we talk about everything around streaming is just about how to more pressurize the content creator either mm. way you're not streaming enough or you're not doing it uh, on a regular schedule or you're not posting on the on the different channels or your content is not dynamic enough or and it's it's constantly on the content creators yeah, where yeah. it is not about the content they are creating it's just all the frame about it mm. and you're like the fuck like i mean what i like is playing saxophone I don't care about re being regular. I don't care about like having six hours or challenges around. Ex I just want to be there and sharing my music. The other thing is, do you want to have like a lot of viewers, or are you do or do you care about more having the interaction? And to mm. me, for example, in my streaming experience, is I drop the act on trying to build something huge and trying to have like huge numbers of followers and viewers, etc. What I'd like is having people with whom I can interact while I'm streaming. Like, mm. I, I want to pick the saxophone and have someone say like, oh, I, I heard this song last time. Do you think you could be trying to jam on it or whatever? Oh, yeah, I can try. And so we can debate about it later. So having this interaction. Otherwise, I would just do videos. I, if mm. I want to be streaming, it's because I'd like to have interaction with people. Well, that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? Like you said, otherwise you would just be uploading videos to, to YouTube or something, but which in itself has a load of problems anyway. But I think the problem is it's uh, I mean it's partly to do with the fact that there are so many content creators out there that yep. it creates a lot of choice for for people listening but also I'm not sure if the platforms are doing a good enough job making it easy finding um these sort of you know streamers that, that, that you know of, of a very specific kind like I'm surprised that when you join something like Twitch it doesn't ask you a lot more questions yep. to find out what kind of stuff you would like to do and recommend stuff based on that it's instead trying the algorithm approach like so many other platforms like YouTube, just based on what you're watching, but that isn't always necessarily yeah. what it is you're interested in. If you're just presented with a set of choices that are the same as everyone else at the start, well, then you're inevitably going to be following down a similar sort of algorithmic path. Yeah. So it seems a bit odd. And and of course, it's always based on numbers too. So it's always going to recommend the people with the highest views. But like, if I was to say, well, at the beginning, I'm into brass instruments, you know, saxophone, then it should be able to recommend to me anyone that's doing that. Um, you know, regardless of the their view account or followers or whatever, and, and give me some options, but it's not quite doing that. Maybe it will. I don't know, but it's the know. discoverability on uh, on Twitch is, I think, one of the worst one. And mm. actually, they they literally, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that they would kill at some point. Oh, they they're doing changes now. Like they're starting yeah. their new kind of. Yeah. And, and I would say, yeah. So they're they're kind of. Catching up on the social network, we're creating the kind of own feed of videos like taken from the clips because they're like right. this easy way to create short content. And then now they are creating this kind of recommendation system where you watch all these clips and then you can discover new more or more easily new streamers. But it's still, I feel like they try things, but they don't really try hard enough. Like right. they've created some new, I would say, section where they say how discover smaller community or discover new streamer from these things you've watched recently. Mm. But then it feels like 
you have to scroll down a lot to find those categories. So you technically never find them. And mm. then when you look at what's recommended, you know, like, yes, well, they say small community, but these people are, already have 50 viewers. Yeah. So for Twitch, they're not it's small. Mm. And even from like from the community, from things I've watched recently, then I will have things that I've that have not watched, but they're like pushed so high by the algorithm that they're still here. And there are other people who are like, yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. But it must be very, very hard to introduce these kinds of elements into a platform so big, right? With so many, you know, users and so on. Like, you know, it I, I can kind of sympathize with the challenge as well. You know that introducing these things because they're incredibly disruptive whenever you introduce a new feature like this to such a, a a user base um and to try and make it work you know it's near impossible because you also don't want to upset your big creators too and divert attention away from them you can't please everyone i suppose yeah right? yeah i i think it's it's a thing that i'm trying to change a bit because Yes, if no one likes changes. So if you introduce something new, uh, people are going to complain about what you just introduced. Mm. But the thing is, um, Twitch is really community-based. The content creators are very involved in the platform and trying to kind of help as much as they can. There mm. is uh, rooms where they can uh, give their ideas and, and kind of chat and give suggestions as well, or camp where they will have interaction with the Twitch community or Twitch Atlas employee at this point. But it hasn't been really actionated. Now it seems like it started to be a bit, but just mm. recently, like, I think six months ago or something like this, someone from our community went to one of this meeting and literally Twitch said, if you want discoverability, Twitch is not the platform for you. So it's like, yeah, so you won't do anything mm. to help us reach a different audience. Mm. No, you have to get it from YouTube, from Instagram, from TikTok, thing like that. That's a full-time job. I mean, that, that isn't practical. Like, you know, streaming should be something that anyone could do and start building a community when they're when they're you know yeah. running a fat, you know, have have a family, have a full-time job, and they should be able to do it. Not not necessarily to the level where they can make money from it. No. But at least where they can they can enjoy it as a hobby and not feel like they're just banging their head up against a wall. Like like you said, like you aim for a small community of, of people. Even if it was to just be able to, you know, guarantee that they'd be able to to get like you know twenty eyes every time someone um, was streaming within a period of let's say three months. Like that would be that would be enough, I think, for yeah. most people to feel good. You know, like someone drawing or some you know whatever it might be. It's something to also be aware of. There is some numbers where Twitch, like Twitch, is not communicating very largely about those numbers. But you, you have to see that it's ninety-seven or ninety-eight percent. Can't remember Nico, but something like this yeah. uh, of the streamers, monthly active streamers on Twitch, the average below five viewers. So, um, and we're talking about so currently the numbers are about seven point six million monthly active viewers uh, streamers. And so it's it's huge. And if you take that, the last two or three persons in this numbers, still majority of people can't live out of Twitch. It's going to be is something it, else. Is it also maybe a, a reality that we need to come to terms with that people are far more interested in being creators than consumers? Like, is there an element of that too? That, that in fact, there's more of us that are uh, narcissists than than passive <laughs> passive consumers because like. That that number tells me that the vast majority of people who would watch other people on Twitch have just decided to become Twitch streamers, and that's there isn't enough of a user base because you know you don't have that issue on other platforms. 
Yeah. But, but there are presumably way more content creators on Twitch than a lot of other platforms, right? Oh, I guess it's it's just that it, it feels easier to start streaming on Twitch. You know, you right. you just need to install one broadcasting software. And away you go. And there you go. Yeah. So, whereas, you know, if you want to do content creation on YouTube, you have to do recording, editing, all these things. And, like, it's all the barrier is, I would say, is more difficult to uh, mm. overcome. Whereas on Twitch, yeah, there are people, you know, they start their ps5 and they have an option to go live on twitch and so they just click one button and mm. they're live on twitch so it's and no one's gonna watch it <laughs> and no one's gonna watch it yes yeah. and, 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 and in some ways i think that's a, a mistake of twitch to make it so easy because i've seen that option when i played you know on my, my playstation i just think well what's the point of me going live no one no one knows who i am no one's going to discover this but if you give everyone the ability to be a content creator you oversaturate the market there's too much choice, and and also it's it becomes homogenized. Like I talked about earlier, like if everyone who's sitting down playing of Call of Duty, let, let's say a hundred people sit down and play Call of Duty, and sixty percent of them go, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll switch on stream. Well, that's 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 too many people streaming Call of Duty who are probably amateurs. Like you know what I mean? You're 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 not. There's no quality control there. The community needs to, in some ways, level you know level the playing field by dictating what does and doesn't qualify as worthy of being on the platform to a degree right or is that or is that a non-democratic view i don't know like should should anyone be able to do it i i, I think everyone should be able to to go live if they want to the main mm. problem is pushing for like it doesn't has to be like it, it it is there is a point where it there is this kind of phantasma about like being a content creator on Twitch and being live on Twitch, where people are not talking about the downsides, and like you can always say, I don't care about the numbers, but how it affects your mind and your your mental well-being around. Okay, I've been streaming six hours and no one just ever came on my stream. Right, right, this is yeah. going to be a tool that no one is going to talk about unless mm. they really have been affected about it. So. Twitch is pushing content creators or new content creators to go on the platform and start streaming because it's also a source of viewers because, yes, it is a lot of content creators on the platform, but nothing says that you can't be also a viewer. Like, you will mm. enjoy the other content creators' um, content even if you do sometime, be if you are sometime live on Twitch. So yeah. it's not a problem to have that many content creators. I think the main problem for me is kind of lying or hiding how basically it's going to affect you if you really want to start streaming. Mm. So it's it's something where everyone is saying like, oh, it's just pleasure, it's joy, everyone is happy. But no, actually, there is some some element to take in consideration. Being live, there is some risk as well. Like you're really live on internet, and everyone can just see what where you are. Like a lot of people, for example, will question, do I put a window or how do I protect my window to not be visible on stream? Because even if you have two viewers, you might just have the, the wrong ones. Yeah. It's a, I, I don't think it's a, it's really a problem to not put buyer to go on Twitch, but I think it's wrong not to say that there is counterpart as soon as you start streaming. So they should, do you think there should be, um, it shouldn't be as easy to get in in the sense that there should be a bit more of an education and onboarding process, perhaps before just allowing anyone to stream, perhaps? Yeah, I, I think it's also 
based on how young like this type of things are. It has been a taboo mm. for years and years and years around streaming industry. Not saying that a lot of the biggest content creators were completely in burnouts, having to produce more and more and more. And so some of them started to talk about that. I, mean, I think specifically mm. during lockdown. Uh, but it, it has been something that no one was saying. It's just like, hey, it's a happy life. Like it's Instagram, but around like all the things related to content creators. So everything is fine and you can't ever say that it is bad. But mm. there is a bad side and because people just started to talk about it, it's still not very well known that you will have all of this problem. Well, especially when money comes into the equation because when it does become someone's full-time job, the pressure to ensure that the, the audience is maintained suddenly becomes incredibly huge, right? Yeah. Um, especially when sponsors are involved and someone who who demands that the numbers increase as opposed to go down or view time increases as opposed to go down. I mean, that's when that's when typically you see a lot of these content creators burn out, isn't it? Yeah. When that, that starts to become a factor. It, it turns from a hobby into a job, like you said, Nico. Like, you know, that's that's when the, yeah. the, the, the passion can go from something, something yeah. you used to enjoy doing. Like, I, I follow, like most people in the world, I think, follow PewDiePie. And I followed him over his journey over the years. And, you know, to go from someone who used to play, you know, uh, let do Let's Plays on YouTube um, of horror games, you know, to now very publicly, I mean, basically he does a vlog now, right? He doesn't really do do any of that as much. But, you know, he's openly said at, at some point, it was just him playing a character. And, you know, you can't keep pretending. You know? <laughs> and, and, and I think that's a problem for a lot of people as well, is there's a persona that you have to put on for a lot of people. Um, because of when you're, if you start streaming at 20, well, you're going to be very different by the time you're 25. Yeah. But people, people fell in love with you when you were 20. So yeah. it's like, you know, how long can you keep that up for? Yeah. And being yeah. an age transition, if you want to, to do a transition. So, mm. Yeah. 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 But the other thing, because, yeah, we talked about the creator burnout for like bigger streamers. But yeah, it's the same for the smaller one, because there is this kind mm. of, I think for me, it's more real, like kind of try to set, they've been sold a lie where, you know, hey, just go live on Twitch and who knows, maybe you can go viral and, and then it becomes your job. The reality is if you start streaming, it's very likely that you will never make it a job. Yeah. Maybe you can grow it to a point where maybe over your life on Twitch, you'll make you make 500 pounds. Mm. 1000 pounds if you're doing quite well Do you know and, what i think it's a lot like i think it's a lot like what it what um wanting to be a footballer was like back in the day right? exactly it's the same it's yeah yeah because every kid wants to be a, exactly a, a and that's the and same thing and it's like well yeah you're probably not going to make it because because now the difference is it's like like that but with uh, if football had like 500 different leagues to take part in because now you don't just have one it's not like there's just the Premier League and, and the, you know, whatever. It's in, in streaming. There are so many different genres, so many different platforms, so many different avenues you can go down to be a content creator or a streamer that it's like, well, you know, fucking hell, your chances are, are, exactly. are even lower. You know? And it's going back to what you were saying around content quality, because mm. a lot of people that start creating content, they don't create content because they want to or they have something that they feel like, oh, I have this big cool thing that I'm doing and I want to share it with everyone else. Right. It's more like, hey, I've read that uh, um, content creator can make up to millions of dollars. So you know right. what? I'm going to start my channel and I'm going to play Fortnite because Fortnite is the game that gets the most people during that time. Mm. And they'll do this kind of same stream that 
everyone is doing because everyone is kind of pushing for the same ideal mm. and those people they're just setting themselves for failure because mm. they're potentially not doing something they like they'll be pushing hours because they have this kind of dream of becoming content creator where it's almost impossible to become a content creator mm. and in the end they're just burned out from the experience because they'll be following all the very productive productivist advice telling you hey you're not doing enough mm. and they'll be just like yeah uh i was a streamer it was not great and i'll stop yeah it's funny as well because specifically for video games i feel like it's pro you probably got a higher chance of success if you were to decide to become a pro player of a computer game rather than try and be successful in streaming the game like it's still it's still very difficult but there aren't as many people trying to become a pro gamer at, by 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 and what i mean by that is studying the game learning to be better at the game as opposed to focusing also on streaming and entertaining and building a, a community which are two very different things in my view actually really concentrating on getting good at something in one direction is very different from being spread across wanting to play and make it entertaining and build a community do you know what i mean like it's, I, I, it's, it's like trying to play football in order to entertain a crowd compared to trying to play football because you want to go pro and you want to get better at the game from a skill perspective i i, I think it also goes down to what you're actually doing because if you take like video games and you want to be professional on it you train for it you learn about it how it works and you kind of work for that when mm. you go to content creation specifically on twitch it's not really about like it is part about what you're doing but if you just really want to make it and you kind of not really look into the content that you do what you should be studying is marketing it's not right. it's not really about what you're creating it's how you can market yourself how you can create your brand and make sure that you mm. basically do that properly like a job because it's going to be a job mm. in in that sense the thing is i think there is like a different part where you can just be streaming because it's it's nice to do and you will create mm. this community and you should shouldn't be focused on this productivist aspect of the marketing and make sure that everything is growing mm. main problem is is not that it's most probably like 95 percent of the time if it's not more it's not going to work for most of the people it's just that people don't talk about that like mm. if you want to stream stream like nothing should stop you to be able to do it but just do this knowing that it most probably won't make you a billionaire or millionaire or it's most probably not going to pay your next meal even mm. so just do this because you'd like to be online sharing what you love and create a community around what what you're doing if it's for something else if you're pursuing like a, a, a money or a different car or fame in a sense just be aware of how hard it's going to be Mm. And it's not for everyone. Might be. I might be wrong. Again, it's not. I'm not like full of truth for that. But it's just to me, you should be aware of it. And if if it's not what you really want to do, and spend like hours and hours counting on marketing and and doing all the content around that, like it's most probably not going to work ever. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I suppose that's true with most things. If if that is your reason for starting anything, then it's probably not going to work as well, right? If you're yeah. chasing that kind of, if it's clout, fame, or money, um, yeah. you know, people that people people have a good sixth sense for your reason for for entering into something, right? Yeah. And and I think that comes across, you know, very obviously. So um, 
yeah, that's. I think that would be the same same for pretty much anything. But it's just such a shame because of, like, it's interesting that you also have this conversation a lot with content creators in your podcast. Because if I imagine it's, yeah, a huge, hugely problematic. But then also made furtherly, in, increasingly frustrated by content creators who do ridiculous things in order to gain attention, and it fucking works. Yeah. And that that I find incredibly frustrating. Um, but that I guess you know, and what what what's even more frustrating about this? There's sort of two sides to it. It's frustrating because it works, and it actually does gain um, a, a huge amount of interest. And we we've seen some people do insane things and get attention for it, commit crimes and get attention for it, you know, things like that. But on the other side of it, what's really frustrating as well is that the content creators themselves don't tend to realise that it's a zero sum game, that they've created attention for themselves, but it's attention that won't last. It's not yep. meaningful. They've not built a, a, a meaningful community. So you've got the limelight now, but you, and you've got that you've achieved your goal for now. But it's not got longevity. So give it another year, and you'll be forgotten about. So it wasn't worth it. You, it's like you know they they entered the cheat codes to get the attention, but yep. they're going to get none of the results or benefits from it. You know, you'll yep. either end up in prison or just a meme on the internet for, for life, <laughs> like like yep. the Island Boys or whatever the fuck else you know out there, um, and that. That must be very frustrating for some of the streamers that you speak with, that there are those that capitalize on controversy in order to gain attention compared to people who have talent, uh, you know, that, 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 that deserve that attention far more. Yeah. You know? I feel the, the hot tub girls was a big thing on Twitch. Is that still a thing? Uh, I don't And the category still exists. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought they were banning that. I thought they were getting rid no, of it. No, no, no. It's being too much money. So. Yeah. <laughs> we have a we have a quick story <laughs> oh really oh it's it, it's just um i mean did you guys did you guys do a stream in a hot tub oh no no, no. <laughs> what, what we would get banned <laughs> yeah, we would, it but, might be a good way of publicizing uh the platform though no what we, 20, what, 24 yeah. hour stream in a hot tub to advertise lisa that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> and piano at the same time no, we, we do piano phone together so she plays piano and i'm playing saxophone yeah not in the hot tub with the piano uh, That's a not dangerous. In the hot tub. Yeah. yeah 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 no, what happened is, and I, I think it's more um, kind of something that frustrates me than anything. But so first with Alicia, it's, it's really into like you have the Alicia you want as a streamer. And on Twitch, you have basically adults that like to talk about different subjects and not specifically in a controversial way, but just adult talks. Mm. And that's something which Twitch is not really very uh, found about. And specifically, if you have, for example, an AI, uh, an AI bot, and uh, an AI companion directly in the in the chat, where we we know that we need to be extremely careful with it, because if even if we wanted to let the uh, the streamers have full control and being able to do what whatever they want, and so having a personality of someone who would be able to talk about like sexuality or things like this, mm. we actually would be extremely putting us at risk to do it. Mm. Twitch would not uh, let it happen. Probably. Yeah, and that's that's something which is very—it's a frustrating, in a sense, where you, mm. you can have a lot of different contents which might, in some aspect, break the uh, T's and C's. But if you if you are building a product around Twitch, you should be extremely careful. And that's for anyone. Like it's then for anyone who is trying to build something for Twitch. There is like flexible rules around that. If you want mm. a product, it's not flexible and don't try out. Like, really. A friendly reminder to share this episode with your network. Like, comment, 
and subscribe. It really helps the show and only takes a couple of minutes. Does does that include like um, con uh, conversations around like political uh, topics and things like that as well? Like, that, that do you have to be careful about about how Alicia could interact in those situations too, or, or you know? It depends what you what you consider political. Like there is well, like you know about gender politics or race and and things like that. Things that are very big on, on you know, and a lot of streamers will spend their time just talking about these these issues. It's be controversial because they want to have open debates and conversations so like do you have to be quite careful and considerate about how it interacts with that has that something you had to come across before mm, not not uh at least we didn't have a problem before that's for sure there is aspect where i'd be careful on what what the streamer has set inside the personality before starting a debate like this mm. uh we we have moderation in place to detect anything that would be hatred for example, right. so we know that we would be at least sure that nothing is going to be posted by Alicia, but that might mean that nothing is going to be posted by Alicia for the whole stream. Right. Yeah. She might just be quiet, <laughs> exactly. which, which in some debates is probably a very sensible thing to do in 2023. Um, so yeah, so she doesn't get cancelled. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For, for us, at least at the stage that we are, we we can't take the risk mm. to like be too close to this to any limits I yeah need to make yeah. sure that uh, this is like okay yeah so just play play it safe for now and just you yeah. know have have alicia sit it out kind of thing makes sense but um uh, is, is is um because you guys started building the platform before chat gpt yeah. was a thing right so so you built essentially a language model right did you is it is it is that how it's built? So what what's the framework in which in which Alicia's built upon? So we started basically with GPT three, which was before right. uh, before ChatGPT. So ChatGPT is three point five. Mm. Uh, so we used Chat uh, not ChatGPT but GPT three, and uh, realizing that it won't work as we expected to to be working. So the main things that we've been doing around models is basically bl blending them together. Basically, the main problem is that all of the uh, technologies that we have now is built on uh, human-AI interaction. So it's a one-to-one -one mm. type of interaction. A stream is chaos, like chaos, sorry. It is, everything is everywhere. There is mm. even coming from Twitch, from the viewers, and from the streamers. And that's if you stop there, because we also look into adding some video in, uh, input and stuff like this. And you have to treat all this data to make something understandable to something that will help the generation. And mm. of what Alicia is going to say, what Alicia thinks about what she's going to say, stuff like this. And you can't do that with just one model. So you have yeah. to blend them together to make it happen. And, and does it learn? from from interactions at that's, the that's a, a tricky question L later so we we basically we have the uh, a very unstable version of alicia which is learning three times okay so it is basically it's only on my channel on on nico's for now right uh, and we see very good results on how it works mm -hmm. the main problem we have currently is that it's not stable enough to be like it would be, we would be back in March last uh, this year, where we would be, we would have to be awake on every stream and look and make sure that Alicia mm. join and specifically doesn't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you don't want to be going through that again at this stage. So get it. We can't. We can't. We can't. Like, there's too many streams. Like, 
to, to tell you, we had a, an issue with one of our new releases re recently because we had something that we oh, yeah. left. We said, oh, there is that thing. We need to look at it once we cross the bar of 100 concurrent users. And I think, yeah, the day we reach that, we're, it means we're doing things good. <laughs> and we didn't realize we had crossed that limit. And so we <laughs> deploy something and we know and when it happens, Alicia post message saying, hey, I'm going to update myself, be right back, and never came back. <laughs> and then realized that and say, oh, I have to make a join manually on all the channel. It was technically only 15 streamers at that time. Mm -hmm. But I had to go through the list and find, okay, who is live, who I have to make rejoin, and then make make Alicia rejoin all the chat. And like, it's just that. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes just to watch all the thing. And, we have tooling now that's help us kind of navigate those things. Mm, mm. But it's still like if you were, I don't know, like a Saturday night and we had this kind of problem, that would be a nightmare to handle. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we it, wouldn't be able to monitor streams to see, oh, something went wrong. Yeah, you almost need to create another piece of AI to do that job. Yeah. yeah, That's the next thing to it. do, right? Yeah, cre <laughs> create an AI workforce. Yeah, an AI product with an AI workforce—that's the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, but you know what? One of the reasons why I love working with um, with tech founders as well, and just working in this space in general, is because most people, the general everyday public, have this perception that a lot of the technology they use day to day is like magic, right? Yeah. And it's only when you're speaking to tech founders that they reveal that there's a lot of like manual, <laughs> like behind the scenes, like things are held together with sellotape and string and like, you know, we were pulling levers and it's like, it's the imitation of magic, but really behind the scenes, it's just fucking madness, you know? And I, and I love, I love that scrappiness about it, you know, that like you're having to go in and make the AI join back in again and like usher it in. It's like, come on, you're up. You need to go on stage, you know, like that exactly, kind of thing, yeah. you know? It's it is beautiful. actually a, a magician. Like you, yeah. it's not magic, but we make it like looks like it. Mm. <laughs> but for for the um, learning thing, which is a story, I think I'm saying every time. Uh, but we, when we test Alicia and specifically a very new version like this one, we try really to push into a corner. So we right. kind of play this game where there is a good and bad cop in a sense. So we, we kind of push to make sure that there is no. Uh, not too much fightbacks in the in the response to make sure that we don't have any trouble in the future. And mm. so we were we were um, trying this uh, on my channel, which I was not I wasn't online, and we were just on my chat. And so Nico was playing the bad cop, and I was playing the good cop, and we really went. Of course, it's my channel. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> got a reputation, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, we we were pushing her, and so she was basically remembering all of this, creating memories about it, and what we love to call like the reverie about it. Uh, and what happened is that we, a few days after, I went to a more stable version to this uh, version of Alicia. Mm. That's great. Let's just go live and try it out, which I did. But what I forgot is to wipe the memory. So I went live, everything went fine, and Jenab joined. All right. And she was so upset. Alicia was extremely upset I was there. <laughs> she wouldn't talk to me. And she would keep warning Matthew that, hey, this guy is a troublemaker. You should keep him inside. She asked you to leave. Like, it, it was... Yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> I had so... to do formal apologies. 
Well, you said to accept. Really? Did you have to apologize? Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> so what, like, say, I'm sorry for my behavior yesterday? Oh, I had to send, like, a text wall of apologies and stuff and how I'll behave from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. It works. It works. She, she accepted. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. But she reminded me that we're not friends. I accept you, but we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was quite funny. <laughs> AI is so strange, isn't it? The, 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 the sort of feeling that it creates in people and, and with those sort of interactions, because it's amusing because it's we know it's not a real thing. In the same way, like, um, in the same way, like, you know, if, if a, I don't know, like a, a puppy looks, a give, give, behave or reacts to a moment that is otherwise a human moment to react to, then it makes us laugh because we're like, you know, how should it, it couldn't have known that. It, there's some weird sort of, um, yeah, attributes that we assign to, to AI in, in ways that are, you know, can be amusing, but also equally scary, aren't they? Do, yeah. do you, um, do you, obviously there's a huge conversation around AI and, and we won't get into all of the doom and gloom of that because I think it's been talked to death by most people already, to be honest. And, and I think everyone's kind of on the same page of just like, well, look, we're, you know, we're going to be doing it anyway, so just shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but, but where do you guys stand on the debate around or the conversation around the sort of ethical responsibilities of 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 creating any kind of AI? Because that's that is something I think that that is important, similar to the issue we were just talking about, about, you know, the policies of Twitch and how, you know, you've got to have um, Alicia kind of just disengage from certain conversations. How, how are you? Maybe it's not a problem for you, but are, are you are you cognizant or thinking about? Uh, how to ensure that there isn't a type of bias in in Alicia's sort of interactions or, you know, things like that, or, or, or picking up on any sort of ethical stances um, and just remaining neutral. Like, how are you guys approaching that? Or or are you even approaching that? Is it not to that point yet? Uh, so it, it's stuff that we, we talked about. Um, the So first of all, for technical bias first, we depends on different um, LLMs. So... Right. So those technical bias currently will be around what they do. We know that how we want to make Alicia works is we will at some point and hopefully in the in the near future having some sort of a, our own version of a trained model with the data that we want and so we can have uh, some things that will look a bit more on towards what we want to achieve with Alicia. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one thing. The uh, the other one for how it works. It's because there is a lot of discussion about uh, how far we are going with AI currently and how it works. Currently, mm -hmm. to me, there is uh, misleading elements where they are very convincing when you write to this kind of thing, so ChatGPT, Alicia, or other other type of uh, of AI. But we're still far far away. Like it's mm -hmm. it's very far from being able to really have a consciousness. It's, it's faking it very well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's incredible to do that. But it's very far away. So uh, I don't think we're close to this debate. I think it's good that it happens so people can start theorizing how we can make it good later. But mm. I don't think it should be the main concern and the Understand. Sure, sure. But like, so for example, like, let's talk about the the, the the model that you're working with this learning, right? And how and how it didn't like uh, Nico very much because because it, you know, you bullied him, uh, bullied her for a little bit. Like, you know, what, what, what's this, you know, what measures can be put in place to into a model like that that can learn to say, okay, well, just because you had that experience 
with Nico, don't suddenly decide that every white French man that you interact with, like, or anyone with this particular type of, um, uh, you know, username, like combination of letters, like, what's to say that it, it wouldn't sort of start picking up and start seeing patterns and then make a decision to say, okay, anyone with Nick in the name, like, for example, I'm just going to treat like an outcast, you know, are there are there ways of doing that? Because look, I, I don't build these things for a living. You guys do. So because my yeah. I think that's a worry a lot of people is like that these things, because they're machines, they are going to be binary in, in their reactions to some things. So yeah. if it's decided it doesn't like Nick, okay, it doesn't like all Nicks now. And that that can, you know, if you extrapolate that, that can get you to some pretty dangerous places, right? Yeah, so I, I think the main element is come to how our brain works in general. Where right. if, for example, uh, Jelambert is going to excuse me, Jelambert, you're the you're the goodbye for that. But... I mean, I'm the <laughs> bad cop, so I'm used to you know this bad treatment. <laughs> I think if anything, uh, Alicia should be offering you a lot of sympathy. Uh, <laughs> maybe feed her this 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 conversation so that she feels better about the whole situation. Well, yeah. I've asked her a couple of times if she will spare my life when machines take over us, and she said no promises. <laughs> 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 so the, it's the thing where if Nico, for example, uh, bully you or harass you or whatever, you will remember that this person is has been mean to you. And so the main element is recognizing like the identity of the uh, of the event, where mm -hmm. this is coming from, and is it like a general element or not. So in the same ways that you have past experience that will define that you had good time with other humans. Uh, it's not be because you have one bad experience that all humans are going to be bad. It's how you identify this type of events to make sure that it doesn't spread out as the main kind of uh, behavior for humans. Mm. So you know that Jelab, for example, was mean to Jalicia. Doesn't mean that uh, Jelabi is going to be uh, uh, someone mean. It's going to be like the identification of what the event is and where it's coming from. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's the concern for a lot of people. It's just no understanding that, and and because of because we're basing um, this idea on the way humans work, which is that you know you can have people do make assumptions based on a single interaction, yeah. and, and and so yeah. they're they're what they're concerned that this is also how machines may work, and also based on the data that it's already been given, right, yeah. and, and how it's going to make assumptions there, or especially if they're language models, with, you know, and it's using language based out on the internet, for example, well, there's unfortunately a lot of uh, very hateful biased uh, information out there. So how is it going to be neutral on that? So um, what about, uh, we, we, we joked a minute ago about um, AI workers for your company, but I'm, I'm curious, when do you think we'll see our first uh, fully AI uh, content creators? Because we're okay. almost there, right? It is um, already there. It is already there. Yeah, uh, I don't have the name, but it's here. Okay, it's well, here. well, more specifically streamers. Because I don't think there is there are any streamers. There, there. are streams that are fully AI generated. We oh. met one of the <laughs> yeah the creators. At the yeah, it's, so... I've seen the Simpsons one and the sign. I've heard about the Seinfeld one, but is that what you mean, or do you mean like actual avatars that are? These kind of things are fully AI generated, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. There've been the uh, Trump versus Biden channel. Yeah, there's been. Uh, AI Jesus as well. So all these things right. have been there, and so it's and there is now like kind of YouTubers AI as well as I've seen popping up. Uh, right. And another one which is way smaller, but I I, I remember like checking checking their streams. It's the uh, Dragon Slayer, right? The the one with the investors. Where oh, Dragon's Den. 
Dragon's Den. Mm. Uh, it is a fully generated AI Dragon's Den. And so you have, uh, like, it's on the video game uh, uh, model. So you have a lot of, like, it's inside a, a proper castle. And so there is people yeah. playing the full chair. And you have basically five AI talking to each other. And one is pitching to four investors and yeah. four investors AI. And that must be quite funny to watch. It is. It is actually quite fun. I don't know if it's still live. I should, I should ask the uh, creator. But yeah, this one, for example, is fully AI as well. And it's not really into representing like Jesus or or, or any uh, any known character because it's mm. all, all fictional. It's just the concept of the Dragon Den. Yeah, the premise is is the same. Yeah. 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 But but so but but are there but are there um so VTubers that are like you said yep. that, that, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. Because I've not seen them. I, I know that there have been AI generated models. I've seen those you know or those uh um like computer generated uh content creators that have been out there like for a little while but i've not seen any actually running a stream and 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 running an avatar i've not seen that that's interesting yeah i i, I would need to like get you the name because i know mm. i'm out of my mind but i know there is one for sure that's really interesting yeah do you think that do you think that's kind of the new wave that's coming of content creation or do do, do you think that, that, that the consumers are always going to be more interested in humans so there, there is a, a an experiment where we specifically for this youtuber because it's a there is one youtuber that just did that he had a big um a big audience and changed himself with a fully ai generated content so you have I'm guessing the writes of script still before, but um, so it's entirely AI generated. It dropped like a lot of uh, subscribers just dropped and they didn't want to see that. Mm. But it actually, I just let it leave. And at some point, like new subscribers came in and starting to grow again. And what he did is just created another channel, which didn't have the history of the first one. And this one is working even even like faster because it doesn't have all the history of the previous one with a normal, like a, with a human at the beginning. Mm. So it is, I, I think it's going to happen. It, it doesn't mean that it's going to be bad content or anything. The big question is, do we want to see generated content by AI or, or is there really a problem about seeing generated contents? Mm. Or it's more this. I think it's in the same way that it has to be clear when you start streaming that it's going to be hard. I wouldn't like you know that's why I just watch has been generated by an AI if I didn't realize it myself. So I would like to know before. It would have to be dis a disclaimer or something yeah. somewhere to say. But that's interesting because it almost throws up a weirdly philosophical, philosophical debate of like, what is the purpose of consuming streaming or even doing streaming if it's in, if the entire thing is artificial? Because, yeah. you know, like, like, you know, Whatever it is, the, re the type of content I think people are putting out there, the reason why people generally like to consume streamed content is because of connection yeah, and feeling like you're part of a community. Maybe there's a shared interest like the saxophone or video games or whatever. If, that, if the human element is pulled out, then that entire exchange feels very reductive, yeah. right? in some ways like what what is it that really anyone's getting out of that and i find that really interesting you know what what, what is the purpose of that yeah you know? it's a i think to me it's going to be the question for the next year because mm. what we've seen is the 
fully generated content on AI on Twitch, or at least the one that are not just one creator who has been generating a persona of an AI, etc. But just like, for example, Jesus or or um, Trump versus Biden and things like this. The viewers, uh, the viewership drops with time. Yeah, it's like there because is because it's curiosity, and then yeah. it, then it goes. Yeah, um, I haven't seen currently any uh, Twitch content creator fully AI, which I can tell like it's going to last. Yeah, but for YouTube, it's different because you create a content that you can polish in advance, and it's a it's one piece of of content. Where for now AI, it's more. It's not going to be able to evolve through the stream so if you do like three hour streamings you can make it goes in the loop quite easily mm. so it depends how the ai are going to evolve and how it's going to be integrated mm. but currently youtube to me the first block or at least non-live content and we'll see how it goes we already mm. have a lot of blog posts that has been written by ai most of them are kind of Mm. Uh, and well, yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, fucking 2023, you can guarantee every blog post written in 2023 is written by ChatGPT. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a thing on what's going to happen for the other source of content, like videos, mm. music, stuff like this. To me, there is a part where AI should be a help, like if mm. it helps you to do it, like it should serve humans to help you to achieve what you want to achieve, and, and that's all. So it, it shouldn't be a problem to generate stuff with ai if you were the main input of if you kind of guided it to the right direction when it's coming to a fully generated ai i'm kind of i don't know if i really want to see it mm. I, I still maybe i will i mean i'm saying that now and talk to me in a year and i'll be watching all the ai generated content on youtube i don't know yeah but it's a it's just right now we'll, we'll be watching friends season five thousand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so, yeah. yeah, I think AI is very good at helping you with the tedious stuff. Yeah, mm. like you mentioned, like the blog post or even sometimes LinkedIn post. You know, yeah. mm. for us, we know it's things we have to do, but we also know that we have so many hours in a week to do things. Mm. And if I can save two hours on my writing the blog post I have to write by helping me and saying, "Hey, this is the content I want to share. These are the interesting ideas." and Please make nice sentences for me. Yeah, I'm mm. happy to do it because I know that information is shared. I've said what I need to share, and I've said two hours, say two hours to do more customer service or develop new features, do new thing in it, and it's fine. Yeah, I think I think your 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 guys' stance is very similar to mine and a lot of people's, which is it's it's quite useful in a lot of areas right now to either get you going on something. Yeah. So like ideation. So I, I haven't used it for a while actually, but I used to use ChatGPT, for example, quite a lot to just give me a load of ideas for something. So like 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 blog posts or you know, LinkedIn post ideas. Like I want to talk about this topic. What give me some ideas of how I can start, you know, and then it gives you a framework and then, you know, okay, give me an example of what that could look like. All right. And then I go in and I play around with it or the other end, which is finishing and polishing things too. Oh. So I think now we're getting to that territory where AI can come in and just put the finishing touches on things because there's enough information there to know where you're going, what you're going for, what you're trying to achieve. So it can come in for that. So I, I view it quite a lot like, um, like CGI in movies, you know, the where CGI, if if it's overused in a film, then it can take you out of it. You, you haven't got that experience. There's an over-reliance on that technology, um, which removes a human sort of warmth to something. Um, but if it's used 
as a tool, just like other tools uh, that, that a filmmaker has at their disposal to make a film, and it's used subtly, then it can elevate things, um, but but not take them over. So I suppose for me at least, that's kind of you know a similar sort of thing. And like with music, a great example. Like you know, you would there's a lot of software you can use in music, and there always has been. But if you use too much auto tune, it sounds shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless it's ragathon, obviously, in which case then it has to be also changed. But, but you know, oh, I thought you were saying you will some shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what you're into. Great, <laughs> great, <laughs> yeah. is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apologies to any ragathon fans. Yeah, listening it's, it's, for, it's for the joke on this. Yeah, all, <laughs> all one ragathon fan listening to this right now. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, well, look, we're coming towards the sort of end portion now of of our talk already, which is insane. I don't know where that time's gone. Um, Flying, really? Yeah, yeah, it's flying by. Um, and this is the thing when we've got when we've got to whenever I have to, I've only I think this is, might be the second time I've had two people on at the same time, and and, and it's uh, it's always interesting because I feel like what I should probably do when there's two people on is double the time because there's like double the amount of, of you know story and double the amount of uh, interesting conversation to be had, but. We'll, we'll just have to do it again in the future um, yes, for sure but um but uh yeah what i like to do more towards the end is get your uh well because as you know a lot the vast majority of the people that listen to this are other founders and entrepreneurs and you know investors and things like that but majority founders and, and entrepreneurs so i like to end with some tips from from my my guests but what i would like to do is actually ask for a very specific sort of area of tips because of you know everyone kind of i think we will have a similar sort of vibe on tips we want to give you know you know work hard and you know all that sort of shit <laughs> but uh, uh and you know we know that you know building a community of founders and, and you know networking and all this sort of stuff is really important but you guys are really interesting because of you've you've your business has very heavily relied on community um and 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 building a community around your product and this is something that time and time again i think it's talked about i know i talk a lot with founders about doing that um what would you say are some tips around achieving that as an early stage business as a startup um yeah what could you speak to that do you both have some thoughts you want to share there some tips you could maybe give yeah um i think what was the uh, the trigger specifically for us is uh we we are not trying to sell them anything at the beginning of this. That's mm. we we're genuine on the approach. Like again, the product Alicia has been built for my channel, not for anyone else. And we build it knowing what the challenges are, uh, are around streaming. And so when we start contacting them and having to build up the community around that, it's because we genuinely want their feedback. It's not mm. because we absolutely want them to pay and get another subscription which usually will happen at some point. But the main thing is, it's, let's build it together. We know there is this problem, so let's do that together. We, we're, not, like, we're not outside of it. We're just like in it together to try to make it happen for all the streaming community. And that, I think, it's in a more like general advice. Building a company is not like something you'll, you'll do easily. Find something that you really trust in, like you believe in, sorry, mm. uh, and and you're passionate about, if it's possible at least. But it's mm. it's because that gives you also the rest of the energy. I know how many hours we work, and I wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't something that I really believe in. Mm. Good advice. 
What about you, Nicholas? Do you have any um, advice? Yeah, I think it, there is a bit of similarity. I think one of the things that really comes out from whenever we chatted with streamers is how passionate we sound right. and how we are able to share that passion. Like, we're, we, we're, we're not salespersons. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure we probably both prefer not to talk to people than to talk to people. But when it's when it comes to Alicia, no, no offense taken, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to Alicia, I don't know. We just transforming. We're just so happy we've made it, and mm. we're so happy to share it with people that they just tell us, "Wow, it sounds so great!" And I'm kind of sold. With yeah, we haven't sold anything. You just said, "Hey, this is why we created it." And so mm. I think that's the thing. It's if again, if possible, because it's. Uh, not every product you're able to have this kind of funding story where yeah I've created for myself and then build it with a friend and now I'm sharing with people. It's it's kind of it's kind of luck in some way. It's just that mm. we have that and we've decided that it's what we want to share with people. And then I guess on the community side, it's whenever we started to have a bit of activity in our community, we decided to stimulate the community as well by creating an open roadmap where people can vote for things or add new ideas and they see very regularly that these items they voted for and they suggested they're getting added and so, so they get they can see that they have an impact yes and so yeah. Yeah. probably from the moment we had like an open roadmap from july i think more than 50 percent of the thing we've released come from that open roadmap from user suggestions mm -hmm. so it's for us, that was that was very important, but also it made sense. We said, "Hey, from the start, you know, it come back to the first cry we made, where oh, we built it too much for Matthew's channel, and so it doesn't work in non-Matthew's channel." Yeah. yeah, and so it's the same. Like we built it more for music streamers at first because it was the user we had, so it was the user feedback we had, and yeah. so for gaming channels it was not as great. So we get, gather feedback and corrected it, and that's that's the thing. It's like we know where we want to go, but we also know we don't know everything, and that's mm -hmm. probably our users know better than us what they want. And I yeah. guess that's accepting the fact that we don't know everything, and we we can be wrong, and we can have better ideas coming from the community as well. Yeah, I think that's a really important insight because if you know, uh, you know, it's very easy to get married to your your idea and 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 your product and the features and all that but actually be accepting that once it's in the hands of the users which is why it's so important to get it in the hands of the users as soon as possible right everyone always talks about that it's you know uh, this idea of it's good enough get them to use it because of the you know as soon as they are then then that feedback is going to be invaluable but um i, I really like what you're saying actually because of it, it as well because it also ties into what we were saying earlier like about the reasons for wanting to be a streamer is if you're doing it with this idea of fame and money and so what people will see through that bullshit and if you're offering this uh this your your platform out there to people <clears throat> like you said because you just want them to to give you money for it well then you're probably not going to get the right people that you need right now in yeah. order to get feedback but um it does it does beg one last question which i will ask though which is um if you guys uh, uh find that that is the best approach for right now how are you going to manage when uh when you just need to sell it to people, <laughs> we don't. We don't ha actually have to sell it. That's a main okay. thing because what we realize is our viral. 
yeah, our the the way that people discover us <laughs> is just by seeing it a different Twitch channel. Right, word of mouth. Yeah. But we don't we we actually don't go out there and do like big communication. We have like YouTube channels to explain how it works. We write blog posts and stuff like this. And it's a, a fair bunch of the leads that we get to Alicia are coming from those different uh, funnel. So mm. blog posts, videos, uh, social media. In the same way that you would do that for your own uh, Twitch channel, you have yeah. to use this platform to basically help help you getting people. But the best way we can talk about it is by not talking about it. Mm. It's by having people seeing how it works and having their friends streaming saying like, hey, I've used that and it's great. So mm. the main that's one of the big conversations we had also with different people and people that were advising us on different elements where a lot of people say, just take a loan and go for marketing and, and, and spend all the money to, to kind of build a big marketing program to get people to use it. Mm. Like, okay, we know, for example, the best element for us is to make sure that the product is on point because we won't need to spend this 10K to marketing if we have people talking about it. 10K to marketing are going to go for Instagram, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Facebook, the same, but Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Mm. But it's not going to be any value for us. It's just money that we're going to throw away if we don't have the product that people will see value in it. And currently, this product is being talked about by our current users, so that's that's the main thing. And that and that's that is the I think one of the biggest reasons, as well as the feedback reason, as to why building a community is so important um, for a startup. And yeah. that's that's why I wanted to ask you specifically about this because I think it's such a an important area that the more founders need to be focused on, especially in the early stages, that you don't need to be focusing on marketing. You don't necessarily even need to be focusing on sales. You need to be focused on community building at the early stages. Um, because for me, that's part of the same sort of uh, uh, commercial journey. Like it's part of the customer journey and it's, a, and it's a very important one. So really, really interesting. And yeah, great, great job that you guys are doing. So keep it up. Thank you. Yeah. Well, look, I'll let you both go because that's the end of our time, and I know well you've got you've got AI to to tame and to <laughs> to, to, to get yeah. let out of its cage and and train it and all the other stuff that you need to do with the AI, like you know with your magic that you do. So I'll, I'll let you continue doing that. But it's been great seeing you both again. Thank you so much for your time and being generous with your time and telling me about everything that's been going on. And I look forward to catching up again really really soon and, and hearing the progress of what's next you're you're going to um state soon aren't you for twitchcon yes vegas next uh, next wednesday we're flying on the next wednesday yeah right Sorry. well have an amazing time don't spend too much money in the the casinos and the strip clubs <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah no, not there yet when you exit then, then you can go to las vegas and spend Thank all you. the money yeah but not yet you're a startup yeah. keep it lean you know exactly <laughs> just one stripper and one one roulette table that's it you're a startup guys all right exactly <laughs> Thank you. all right Thank you again for the invitation as well. And it yeah, was really cool. I mean, I really enjoyed that time. So good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, have a great week and a great next week in, in Las Vegas. And we'll, we'll, yeah, I'll definitely see you again, probably at a next uh, networking event. We'll, we'll bump into each other and catch up then. Yeah. Definitely. All cool. right. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Have Take a good care. Thank you. Good. Bye bye. Thank you for listening and door watching. Please like and subscribe and join in the conversation in the comments below.